Hello everyone, and here are your FET news for this week. Join host Andrew Fretz every Thursday for Fretz Education Thoughts, where he discusses his own opinions and thoughts about the topics on future educators talk and what's happening around the world. Follow and subscribe to my own podcast, Damien Talks Education, everywhere you stream your podcast at. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. New episodes of Future Edge Cares Talk drops on Thursdays. So follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. Follow Future Edge Cares Talk on social media. You can go to facebook.com slash future talk and like our page on Instagram at Future Educators Talk and on Twitter at Future Ed Talk. So follow our podcast and follow your host of Future Educators Talk on social media. You can follow me, Damian Anderson, on Instagram at Anderson, and on Twitter at underscore Damian Anderson. You can follow Andrew Fret on Instagram at it's Andrew Fret and on Twitter at Darren underscore Fret. And you can follow KJ Johnson the second on Instagram and Twitter at KJ Johnson II. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Future Edge Hairs Talk, and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode of our video version episodes that we upload. Also, you can now listen to past episodes of our show on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms that we are located on. Now sit back and relax because a new episode of Future Edge Cares Talk is starting now. What's going on, everybody? It's KJ here, letting you know that if you have any questions or concerns about future educators' talk, stories to share, feedback to make our podcast better, reactions to the topics that we discuss, jokes to tell, or you would like someone for the co-host to interview, please let us know by direct messaging us on Instagram at Future Educators Talk, emailing us at futureeducatorstalk at gmail.com, or sending in a voice message to us by going to anchor.fm slash future ed talk. Click on the message tab to where you can record your question to us. Once again, we thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. And we cannot wait for you to tune in for season four. Hello, 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 everyone. Yes, it is me, your truly Andrew Fred here. Welcome back. I know it's been a long time since. It's been a long time. Yes, oh yes. It's it's been a long time since. I don't know when was the last time. I think back in April or something like that. But. Uh, welcome back to Fret's Education Thoughts. Um, I know it's been a long, long time. Yes, it's been a long time. Um, so for this episode, 
actually this is going to be three episodes into one um where because i only have three episodes left for season one so i'm gonna go ahead and put all those episodes into one so the first the three episodes is the CDC guidance to reopen schools. The second episode, the second topic I'm going to be talking about is a black doctor in, in Miami, Florida, detained outside his home while unloading his van. And lastly, two Buffalo police officers are charged in shoving a 75-year-old demonstrator. That has happened back in June. So sit back and relax might want to grab a snack or two because this is going to be a very long episode so first and foremost uh, make sure you follow Fritz Engineers Thoughts on, on on Twitter at Fritz Ed Thoughts on Twitter um, also make sure you subscribe to uh, Future Educators Talk YouTube page because that's where the latest episode of Fresh Education Thoughts is. Um, because you really don't want to miss an episode, really and truly, you really don't want to miss an episode. Um, so again, season two will be out in October. So, and I have a whole lot of, um, I have a whole lot of. A lot of topics to talk about for season two and in case you did not know already but season two will be the final season will be the uh, will be the final season um as i will take my main focus um towards for education thoughts so let me stop talking let me stop all this jibber jabbering and all that stuff and let's hop into our very first topic of the day which is a Miami officer handcuffed a black doctor outside his home and now this has happened back in April and I kind of talked about this as well back on Future Educators Talk but just kind of like a real uh, uh, a recap here uh, there's an internal investigation that has been launched into why an African American doctor known for testing the homeless for the coronavirus was handcuffed outside his home by a by a police sergeant. Um, again, Dr. Henderson, um, who works for the University of Miami Health System, was unloading items for a van when the sergeant pulled up in his squad car, exchanged work with Henderson, and then handcuffed him. Um, so the home, luckily, the home security camera captured the whole thing. Um, Henderson told Mammy uh, that the officer released him from the handcuffs and went on his way after the doctor screamed for his wife, who came outside with with ID. Um, so the officer told him, told the doctor that he was patrolling the area after receiving complaints of people dumping trash. Dr. Henderson said he told the officer he was just unloading his van. He said he, he was handcuffed when he didn't show him ID and then t- turned back toward his van. Um, but according to the 
thing is that there's a cargo van that is parked in front of that home. It appears to be trash that is offloaded. That, that is the generous of the stop. Will be investigated. Um, let me just say this real quick. Did y'all even look in the bag to see if it was trash or not? You know, again, y'all didn't even look. Y'all just assumed that it was trash. And that and that um, he won't show his ID. So you're going to arrest him because he doesn't want to show his ID? Really? When he didn't show him identification and turned back toward his van. See, this is wrong with police officers nowadays. They need to leave us alone. Like, for real. Period. They need to leave us alone. Because Dr. Henderson was helping out the community. He was helping the homeless people. He was testing the homeless people for the for the virus. For the coronavirus. Which to me you know but you want to arrest him because You want to arrest him by doing good in his community? Like, that's not right. Really, that's not right. Like, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me right now? That's just unacceptable. Like, he was wearing a mask, you know, it's ridiculous. And then Chief Cola said, does not condone or accept a profile of of any kind. Well, why don't you say that to your sergeant? Or how about this? Fire him. Because that's just unacceptable. I mean, really, come on. Unacceptable. He was handing out tents to the city homeless. And he lived right outside his home. Like the the sergeant should be arrested. Point blank. Like it's ridiculous. Like we are two point five times more likely than white men to be killed by police. 
It's ridiculous. If they're black women, are you significantly more likely to be arrested if they stop you? That's why I'm scared to go to work half the time. Because what if a cop pulled me over? I could have get arrested. I could have got shot. Over a simple, for instance, a a tail a tail, my tail light is out. Like for real. Something needs to be done. Something. And now the doc, Dr. Henderson wants an apology. I understand that he wants an apology, but I want the sergeant to be fired and to be trained how to, you know, like for real. Because, no. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Like, come on now. Get it together. Get it together. So, I don't know the update of the story yet. Um, I, I really don't know the, the update of this story. But I really hope that Sergeant got fired or be on administrative leave for arresting Dr. Henderson outside his home for doing a good deed in his community. So, that's all I gotta say. I mean, it's ridiculous, people. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I wonder why we are upset. George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Rihanna Taylor. Michael Brown. All those names that I just said. And probably more. Because this has to stop. Really and truly. Because this is getting out of hand. That's why we are sick and tired of it. That's why you see demonstrators and protests out there today because we're, we're sick and tired of it. We are sick and tired of it. Something needs to be done. There needs to be a change in this country. I don't know about you guys, but I want to change. Change. Something needs to be done. Some something needs to be done in order to fix this. Um, move along to the second topic uh, that's also involved with another police officer. Um, this happened back in June. Uh, actually June 6th as well Um, two police Buffalo police officers 
charged and shoving a 75-year-old demonstrator to the ground. Um, more than 100 police officers, firefighters, and other supporters crowded outside the courthouse in Buffalo to protest the assault charge out against the officer. So I'm going to break you down of what happened. So there were charged two police officers, um, Officer McCabe and Tarnagaski, if I'm saying this correctly. Uh, they were both charged on Saturday with felony assault um, after a video showed officers, them two officers, um, shoving a 75-year-old man who was protesting outside City Hall on earlier that night like early in the week that night um and I like the 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 the, the DA uh DA Flynn because he told rec- the reporters after the arraignment that those two police officers crossed the line and those two police officers violated the law. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Police officers think, or everybody in the government thinks, they are, they can get away with everything. Like, once they do a crime, there's nothing... There's nothing, you know, there's no charges, no jury, nothing. Like, they can get away with it, you know. But once, once we see it, once we see our video, the cat's out of the bag. Okay? You're not higher than anybody else. Okay? Um, so, th- th- uh, those who, they plead not guilty and were released on personal recognizance. Um, so the charges were filed after a wide review video taken by WBFO, a local radio station, showing those two police officers uh, shove an activist and a member of the Western New York Peace Center who was attending a protest stemming from the death of George Floyd again moving forward um Mr. Martin staggered backward landing hard on the sidewalk blood was seen immediately pulled behind his head uh those two officers were suspended without pay um and then all 57 officers that was on the emergency response team quit the unit so it's it's just real so okay so the the police department the the police department first claimed that Mr. George tripped and fell which was a description at direct odds with the video because if you watch the video it did not show that it did not show that he tripped or fell 
okay? It did not show that. It showed that those two police officers shoved him. And so if, if Mr. Martin was violating the curfew or refused to move, those two officers should have arrested him. But again, y'all didn't do that because y'all didn't take it upon and shove them. You will properly, again, you will properly arrest him if he was committing a crime. But y'all didn't do that. Y'all shoved him to the ground like he was nothing, like a piece of paper or something. And under the New York law, a person who attacks someone 65 or older and is more than 10 years younger than the victim can be charged with felony assault. So if convicted, did, those two officers could face up to seven years in prison. Like I said, there is nobody higher than you. Okay. You may think you can get away with everything, but no, okay? You know, okay? You think you you can get away with stuff, no man, okay? No man, like I, I just don't understand how there are people out there that think they can get away with stuff and like oh I did a crime so I'm gonna just walk away free uh no you're not because we got evidence we have proof okay we have proof and so like and, and that is why our justice system is so messed up it, it's so messed up. That needs to be fixed as well. Because how are you going to charge someone with felony assault and they get three years in prison while another person did exact same crime but they get ten years in prison? Something is not adding up. Something is not right. Unacceptable. Like, y'all need to get it together, please. Please, 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 please. Get it together. Alright, so our very last topic of this this um 
this this episode here um it's actually 20 minutes long actually i think it's gonna go towards 30 minutes here i'm trying to reach 30 minutes um so our last one is the cdc recommendations to open schools this school year which um update schools are not open for this school year i'm actually not going to talk about that because schools was already open and let's just say that what is the purpose of opening school of in-person learning in-person learning because what's the point virtual yes but in-person learning i think i think not because not only that you're putting the students at risk but you're also putting the teachers at risk as well and the administrators and the janitors and the whole entire school and I've seen on social media how a student has already got coronavirus has already have COVID-19 and they had to close down the school and clean it and it's like that's y'all fault for opening the school for in-person learning that's y'all fault for not taking the precaution that's y'all that's y'all fault for not taking it seriously that's not that's y'all fault for not having the the plans making a plan of of for for this that's y'all fault for not following the CDC guidelines or six feet and all that stuff that's y'all fault that's y'all fault y'all fault it's really unacceptable really and truly that is unacceptable because I I don't it's ridiculous um you know I can yeah a, a school in <clears throat> this happened back in August a school in Indiana at Greenfield Central Junior High School a school reopened and It had quarantine students within the first within hours literally within hours and it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and now again Many families are facing a difficult choice. Should their child attend 
if schools reopen their classrooms or be at risk being exposed to the coronavirus. Again, we had a good conversation with Coach Darnell yesterday. That episode will come out tomorrow. How he had to go to orientation uh, month yesterday, Sunday, but his classroom is not even ready. He got a couple of students that's going to do virtual loading, and then plus on top of that, he got students are coming to school for in-person learning but his classroom is not ready it's not ready So, as of now, right now, on August 31st, 2020, there are a couple, I think most, most all school districts are under Plan C, which is virtual learning. Um, most of them. Um, for the school districts that are under Plan B, I don't know what is going on. I don't know what y'all thinking. I don't know what's going on through y'all heads. But because, again, you is causing greater risk to the students, not only to the students, but also to, to your staff. And if a student or a staff, one of y'all staff, gets the virus, now you have to close down. Now you have to get a cleaning crew to sanitize and everything and it's ridiculous I mean for real That's all I gotta say because before I get more frustrated than I'm already am because it just it just doesn't make any sense to me it, it really doesn't and the fact that like it's it's ridiculous like y'all need to come up with a plan that works with both the students and the staff and on top of that most of the students don't even have a computer at home. Most of the students doesn't have a um, have, have internet access at home. Now there are a, a there are some 
school districts. Um, for example, I'm going to do my county, uh, Franklin County. Uh, they have, I believe, um, they have bus mobile hotspots where you can go to a school and I think I could I could be wrong. Um, let me do a little bit of research first, because I, I again I could be wrong. Um, uh, again, I I I, I could say this wrong um so yes again um 30 plus wi-fi access points for students and families so they they have curbside meals at seven schools and 40 plus um sites for for their internet access okay which is really amazing really amazing um, I'm proud of them for for doing that. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say for this episode. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. So. Um, that's all I have to say. Um, so, uh, you can follow me, your host, Andrew Fred, on my Twitter page at Darren underscore Fred, S D A R E N underscore Fred, and on my Instagram page at It's Andrew Fred. Um, you can follow this podcast as well at Fred's Education, well, this mini series at Fred's Education Thoughts. Um, you can go to the Twitter page at Fret and Thoughts on Twitter, and um, or you can go to the Future Education Talk YouTube page, and from there you can follow. Uh, you can um, you can if I can get it together. Um, you can rewatch the uh, the episodes from one through four. Yes, um, you can rewatch those episodes one through four, followed by this this episode as well. Uh, I know it's it's going to be three episodes each one. So, without further ado, um, I am Andrew Fett, and I will see y'all in season two, which premieres in October. Until then take care um wash your hands please wash your hands wear a mask and maintain six feet don't just listen to future edge carers talk on your smartphone continue the conversation online like us on facebook Be a part of our conversation by telling us what you think of our episodes. Join us on Instagram for behind-the-scenes content. Follow us on Twitter to stay up-to-date with what's happening on our podcast. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss future episodes. And beyond, it's you who keeps future educators talk going. So like, comment, share, subscribe, review, and connect everywhere with us, you get social. So let's listen together.